Welcome to Already Enough with Kelly Backert. This program is about realizing that you are already enough and nothing outside of yourself can fix you because you aren't broken. This program will help give you the tools to let go of old ideas about life and step into a new way of living. You will hear from experts, be given helpful tools and tips, and much more. Now here's your host, Kelly Backert. Hi, everyone. I'm personal trainer and health coach Kelly Backert. Welcome to my show, Already Enough. I want to start out the show by wishing everybody a happy new year and welcoming everybody into 2020. So exciting. And today's show is super exciting also because it's all about manifesting all the things we want for ourselves this year and really beyond this year, too, since time is is kind of interesting, right? We kind of make that up ourselves. So we want to make sure that although we're trying to help ourselves manifest the things we want for 2020, maybe even beyond that. I'm so excited to have joining me today, the co-host of High Vibing It podcast, certified hypnotherapist, Lindsay Robinson, and inspirational blogger and author, Kelsey Aida. I think the new year is such a great opportunity, right? To let go and remove some limiting beliefs and blocks that we might have and manifest just the things we truly want for ourselves. I think, I know for myself, Sometimes, and especially when I'm talking to my clients, sometimes each year we start out with all these great intentions and resolutions and we're super motivated. We want things like maybe better health or a new job, a new relationship. I know that's a big one for a lot of people. But year after year, you may feel like no matter what I do, I keep hitting the wall or I'm I'm not getting anywhere. And you just, you're kind of asking the universe, come on already, right? Like what's going on? So a few years ago, I did some super manifesting of my now fitness studio core boot camps. And I wanted to share with you guys um, a couple of the pretty cool tools that I used to kind of make this happen. So the first thing I did was I just identified what I really wanted, which was to open my own fitness studio. And I got really clear on how I wanted it to be. So I wanted it to be small and I And I really wanted it to be an environment of like very much acceptance and community. And I got really specific about that. And I would take that into my meditation space with me. And I'd also put it on my vision board. And it just felt like as I was doing that, it just felt kind of like it was always with me. And I was using a lot of writing and journaling, I remember during that time to help me process a lot of the fears I was having around it. Because it wasn't always easy. I had these moments of, I'm not enough, right? I'm not enough. Who do I think I am to try to have something like this? And so I had to do a lot of work around that. It wasn't just something that like, oh, I just thought about it. I went into my meditation space and then it happened for me, right? Another thing is I shared these ideas and this, what I wanted to manifest with people that I felt supported me. So that is not, if you've been listening to my show, that's not necessarily my family of origin, um, they, they aren't some, they are not people that I go to for that support, wonderful people, but that's not necessarily my support system and things like this. So I had to get it just the circle of people that I was really comfortable with. And then I just shouted it out to them. Like I was like, I would say things like my fitness studio will have this and my fitness studio is going to offer this. And I was just like allowing the universe to hear me super loud and clear. And then another thing that I did was I just kept exercising which is such a huge part of my life, but it really helps me clear my head. And I really wanted to be in a very positive energy and a positive space because I knew if I was in low energy that it was going to attract low energy. So I wanted to be very positive and kind of clear headed. And I knew that exercising really helps me do that. So I was trying to help myself by keeping my the things that are important to me and the things that help me to clear my head, which is exercise. But then I became, so it wasn't all, like it sounds like butterflies and rainbows, which it totally was not. I became very impatient. And those people that know me, and again, if you listen to my show, you know that I have this problem with patience. Like when I want something, like I want it right away and I want want it to happen and let's make it happen. And, and, And sometimes that works for me. I think that's probably why, but a lot of times it doesn't. And with this, it definitely didn't. So I had to practice patience and reminding myself that, Everything else in my life happened in the right timing, and this would as well. Taking some deep breaths, right, and really having to do the work around a lot of those blocks and beliefs that, again, like I said, that I'm not good enough, 
happen that who am I to think that I could do something like this? Because those things would arise. So I had to work through a lot of those things. But those are just a few steps that I have, I took. And I'm still working, really working on that patient stuff. But I just feel like this is such an important topic. And I'm so excited to have two inspiring and very powerful experts on my show today to talk about it. So I want to bring them on right away because they have so much to say. And I want to hear what they have to say. So I'd like to introduce all of you to co-hosts of the podcast, High Vibing It, certified hypnotherapist, Lindsay Robinson, and inspirational blogger and author, Kelsey Aida. Hi, ladies. Welcome to Already Enough. Hi, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, yeah, for thanks being so much. Here. Thank you. So you guys know that this is just a super important topic, and I know you guys do a lot around it too, of like people setting these New Year's resolutions and intentions and all this good stuff, but then year after year, a lot of us, like, it doesn't work out. It just, it feels really bad. So I guess I would just love to have you guys start out. Maybe we'll start with you, Kelsey, about just maybe how you feel like, how do we do that? Like how, what tips or ways would we manifest these things and really have it kind of stick, I guess? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I feel like lately I've become sort of a master at identifying and untangling resistance because resistance is really the thing that stops us from manifesting what we want. It's not because we are bad at manifesting or we don't know all the magical rituals to do or we don't have the right crystals. All of that is fun, but none of it Mm -hmm. matters if you're not actually a vibrational match to what you're asking for and what you're wanting. Mm -hmm. So the question is not how do I manifest what I want? It's how do I become a vibrational match to what I want? And then that leads you to how am I not a vibrational match to what I want yet? And where's the gap that I need to do some work in order to change my energetic state in order to become a match to that which I'm asking for? Yeah, so how would I do that? So, like, I guess I would have to become really aware. Like, I have to become really self-aware because... Someone might say, I can just imagine why I'm just like, I'm like pushing back on you because I can see one of my clients being like, I am, I am, I'm, I'm totally not resistant. I'm totally like in this space of, but it's not happening for me. Like, you know what I mean? But I think how I'm even saying it to you is resistant because I'm in such an, like an anxious state, right? Like, how yeah, am I getting that? How am I going to, that to it's me, about- that, so anyway, I'm just saying like that, I don't know if that makes sense, but. Yeah, no, that's a great question. You exactly hit it on the head. It's about becoming aware. And a lot of times we're not aware of how we're resisting what we want or we're not aware of what inside of us is holding us back. And so there are so many different ways that resistance can show up. Um, Let me just try and name a few off the top of my head of ways that people can relate to this. So one of the very common forms of resistance that everyone is very familiar with is stress, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're feeling stress in your body, that's one sure sign that there's something about you that's either resistant to where you are right now or resistant to where you're trying to go. And the funny thing is, and you gave this perfectly in your example, well, I I feel like I don't have any resistance to what I want. I just really want it. Like, why is it not happening? Well, maybe you don't actually have resistance to what you want. Maybe you have resistance to where you are. And that's why you're Mm -hmm. so impatient about getting what you want and needing it to happen right now. And if you're in a state of resistance to where you are right now, then you're in, you're still resisting what you want. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yes. No, a hundred percent. That makes sense. You're still stuck. So accepting where you are, not necessarily accepting that it's always going to be like this or it can't ever change, but accepting this is where I'm at today and that's okay that can be a huge resistance buster because right there you're just saying, okay, this is where I'm at right now. I don't necessarily like it. I don't have to like it. Um, and I'm not going to like it, but I will just accept that this is what's happening. And now I can move forward because I've accepted where I am. Yeah. It's kind of like that timing thing that I told you about. I had to kind of keep reminding myself that like when I would get impatient about it or whatever I wasn't and I was doing exactly what you're talking about I was having a lot of resistance around it like it wasn't going on my timetable or something like that I had to remind myself that well I mean it's a little bit of my part of my spiritual practice but I had to remind myself that it's not on my time like my timetable 
it may not be like I have this idea of what I think the timetable should be, but it ended up being the perfect timetable. Like if it would have happened before that, I would have missed so many opportunities. Does that make sense? Like the studio that I have now is such it's reasonable rent. It's an amazing, amazing, amazing location. If I would have like bulldozed my way through, I probably would have signed and you know what I mean? And not allowed. I would have assigned a lease that was like thousands more dollars than I needed to spend. It wouldn't have been in the location that I wanted it to be in. But I, so I needed to do a lot. So I did, while I was doing that, I did a lot of work around, like you said, kind of allowing myself to be like, it's okay right now. It's okay to not be okay, but it's okay. Like, it's okay that I have to kind of stay in and work on that kind of like, I guess, like being, being patient for where I was at at the time. Yeah, and it's okay that things take time to come together because, like, we do live in a three-dimensional reality where things can sometimes move slower than we want them to. And, like, how you're saying all these different aspects came together perfectly, that took a certain amount of time. So then Mm -hmm. this is, like, this thing that I always remind myself when I get impatient about my manifesting is, like, do you want it now or do you want it better? Because, like, if you had just bulldozed through and did what you wanted to do right there where you were you're saying it wouldn't have been as good, which is probably true. But you are patient enough to wait for all the energy behind it to kind of circle around and bring all the elements together. And now it's better than what you could have done on your own if you were just pushing and shoving, you know? Yes. And then this analogy is coming to me as like, you have to think of where you are and where you want to go as like a map or like a GPS. You can't tell the GPS where you're going without telling it where you're starting from. Otherwise there's no clear route. Mm-hmm. So, so do you think that you have to get real, you just get very clear, right? Like you have to get very clear, I think. Uh, yes and no. I would say you have to get clear about the feelings that you would like to experience, not necessarily what your manifestation looks like. Okay. Yes. So I, love, I love like, that. I want my, I want my space to feel intimate. I want there to be a sense of community. I want it to feel like people belong. I want it to feel small. You know, that was you practicing the feelings and getting really clear about, okay, this is how it's going to feel. And this is a a perfect example of this is like relationships. People are always like, oh, I want to manifest this guy who's like six foot three and has blue (laughs) eyes and like does this job and is this, that, and this, and, like, none of that matters because all you're really after is a feeling or certain feelings from this manifestation. So get clear about how you want to feel and then what's stopping you from feeling that way right now. Yes, I really like that because I've had that happen. Like, I remember one time my um, a girlfriend of mine, she's like, I'm going to manifest this guy, and she showed me a sheet. Not, I'm not kidding you guys. She had like 94 things on it. Like this oh was the guy. Yeah, hilarious. So I was like, mm, this is interesting. Wow. Like I'm like looking at it, I'm like, oh, my gosh. This poor, First of all, this poor person, like they have to live up to all this stuff. So anyway, I was like, okay. So it was so funny because she ended up um, – She's in a beautiful relationship right now, but but it was very funny because um, this was so many years ago. But what was funny about it is like what showed up for her was like at the time um, she's an African American and she she said she wanted um, you know to have a black husband. He was going to be have blue eyes. He was going to like all this stuff, and she ended up. He's way shorter than her. He's white, like all this stuff. And it was so funny because mm-hmm. what she realized is exactly what you're saying. He, of those ninety four things, probably you know there were probably a few things on there that were whatever it matched. But the main thing was what he made her feel like. And she knew intuitively that he was like supposed to be her partner because like exactly what you just said, not because of this, this list of very superficial, probably things, which is fine, whatever. Right. But it was mostly, um, just the way that he made her feel. And at first she was resistant to it because he showed up and like, they became friends and stuff, but she was like, this isn't the guy. Right. Cause he didn't, he mm-hmm. didn't match all of those things. Yeah. So with all of those things, I think that it's important um, just to remember, like with my studio, like I wanted to, 
the feelings that I wanted to create and manifest there were the things about feeling like people felt like they belonged or that they were accepted when they walked in the door and feelings of, and those were the feelings that I wanted people to feel. Not only I wanted to feel it, but I wanted other people to feel that as well. Yeah, I love that. And because you knew, like, you were able to follow those feelings and that just gives you so much clarity because you are a part of the manifestation process, you know? So it's your decisions and your free will that's going to lead you to your manifestation. Most of the time, it's not just going to fall in your lap out of the middle of the sky. Like, there's going to be some participation on your end and the more clarity you have, the easier it's going to be for you to know which direction to go in. Yeah, and I also, I think the situation that I ran into before was like having, maybe having, there were opportunities for me to have these big studios with like like a huge turf field and like throwing tires around and a big warehouse or something like that. And so there was an opportunity to have a fitness center, but that wasn't, that wasn't in, that wasn't, I wasn't using my own intuition if if I would have done something like that, which I could have, I wanted it to be a small studio. I wanted it to be on Main Street. I wanted it to have like really cute windows and to be this really this community-based space. So I was thankful that that was the feeling and I knew that feeling. And so that when I went to make that choice, I was using my intuition instead of just having, um, instead of just jumping on the first thing because I knew that that's what I wanted. And I was kind of doing that whole being kind of like impatient. Yeah, because when you're in a state of impatience, you can be really desperate. And then the first opportunity that comes, you're like, give it to me, I need it. Even if it's not something that could be better, if you would just wait a little bit longer. Yes, definitely. We're going to go to a break, guys, and then we're going to bring Lindsay in on the other side of the break as well. So hold tight. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Kelly Backer offers one-on-one life and health coaching and personal training by phone, over Skype, and in person. Visit corebootcamps.com to find out more about Kelly and these programs. No matter your age, gender, fitness level, or goals, Kelly and her team of certified trainers are here to ensure that you become the best version of you. They can even come to your home or work, and group weight loss programs and classes are also available. Find us on the web at corebootcamps.com. That's K-O-R-E bootcamps.com. If you're in Baltimore or Hartford County, Maryland, you can check out the Core Bootcamp Studio and take advantage of our fitness classes. Led by Kelly Backer and her team of fitness professionals, we offer on-site weight loss programs, challenges, and classes including spin, sculpt, strength, yoga, and the popular full bootcamp. If you're a fitness beginner or at a top level, we already have a class that fits your style. For more information, visit corebootcamps.com or call us in Maryland at 443-640-5274. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. You are listening to Already Enough with Kelly Backer. To reach the show today, you may call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feel free to also send an email to kellysbootcamps at gmail.com. Let's get back to Already Enough. Welcome back to Already Enough. I'm super excited to have Lindsay Robinson and Kelsey Aida here today with me. And we're talking all about how to manifest things in 2020 and really beyond 2020. So Kelsey and I did a lot of chatting um, before the break. So Lindsay, I definitely wanted to bring you in and have you chat with us too about this, this important topic. I wanted to ask you, like when I have 
like when I was trying to manifest my studio or when I have clients, oftentimes I feel like a lot of them will talk about thoughts of lack. Instead, like instead of thoughts of imagining them, themselves with whatever it is that they're trying to get, a lot of times thoughts of lack come in, like, who am I to have this? Or I don't deserve this. or And they get into like this kind of negative space of, and then they'll start kind of even saying it out loud. I don't know if you think that it's powerful to say things out loud, but I'm a big fan of like saying things out, out loud. But if you're also saying it out loud, like, oh, I could never do something like that, or I'll never be in a relationship because of this and this and this, yeah. I feel like that's powerful too. I don't know what your thoughts are about that. So words are super powerful. I, from a hypnosis and subconscious and like mindset standpoint, um, no one has bigger influence on you than your own voice and your own thoughts. So when you're speaking to yourself in your head or out loud, think of, really pay attention to what you're saying. Because if you're saying things like, oh, I could never do this, you are reinforcing that known program or concept in the subconscious that you can't do it and that you will never do it. So maybe you could just change simple, simple changes like, mm, you know, that used to be hard for me, but I'm getting better. Something like that. It's so powerful mm. to begin to shift that. Um, one thing I want to give you a crash course, just like in <laughs> the mind real quick, because I feel like maybe some of your listeners could benefit from it. So basically, when we are about eight or nine, that's when we get our critical thinking skills. So our willpower, our decision-making, our logic, our rational thinking, willpower, and like I already said willpower, but if you think about the willpower, is only about 10% of your mind. So that decision-making, logic, rational thinking, that is 10% at best of the conscious, of what you're using consciously. Everything else is subconscious, automatic um, programs and patterns. And like I said, that critical filter gets created around eight or nine. So everything that's put in the subconscious before that is basically your program now. So anything you learned as a child, even accidentally, you know, parents have the best of intentions. I'll never deny that. But even accidentally, you can get or carry some of these programs that just don't fit where you're going or where you want to go. So these ideas of lack and these ideas of I could never do this came from somewhere, not necessarily you. So what you're doing is echoing Mm -hmm. someone else's voice or someone else's fears of whatever it might be, success or money or abundance or whatever, onto you, and you just decided to one day accept it because you had nothing to contradict it. You know, that's just the way it is. So Mm -hmm. you brought it with you, and it it might not necessarily even belong to you, but we keep repeating these Mm -hmm. and reinforcing these things. So if you want to begin to change it, I mean, you have to go inward, and you have to really figure out, where this stuff is coming from. Does this really belong to me? Is this my voice or someone else's? And then, you know, you have every uh, ability to begin to shift it, you know? So, yeah. So just to kind of give you a background of how I grew up. So, because it's so interesting that you're saying that. First of all, thank you for sharing that. It's super important for people to be hearing that because, so I grew up in a house where my mom told me that I was average and that I could only get C's to the point where I would go up to the teacher at the beginning, not kidding you. I know everybody thinks that I'm lying. I would go up to in junior high, I would go up to the teacher and say, what do I need to do into this class to get a C? Because I can't get any better. She told me during fifth grade, my mom told me that now everyone can play the little recorder, but you just need to pretend like you're blowing in it because you aren't musical. Then she told me, you can't run. So when you run the mile in school, you can't. So you need to walk it or not kidding you, you guys are going to think I'm making this up, or you need to fake that you're injured because you're not going to be able to actually do it. So this was the kind of emotional abuse that I grew up with. And um, to break, so how I broke through those patterns, because obviously I do, I run marathons now, and like I'm still not very musical, but it's not my thing, which is fine, but I have tried. I tried years ago, like I, I played a little violin and I tried to teach myself some music and I took some lessons. So definitely tried all these new things. So I think what happened to me is I, like you said, I had to go inward and I had to realize that those are not, those are not truth. Those are not the truth. Those things were told to me and I believed them for many years. And that's why I think I struggled with a lot of different things like overeating, undereating drugs alcohol and being in some terrible relationships, right? But as I broke through those patterns, I had to realize that I had to 
I didn't want to be afraid anymore. And I didn't want to, I had to almost be afraid, not get, I had to get over the fact that I might fail. So an example was like, well, I'm going to try to run or I'm going to try to play that musical instrument. And I'm going to, it was almost like I just had to allow myself to just try it. Even though I was told forever and ever I couldn't do it. I wanted to try it to see, I was almost like testing the waters. Like, is that, I used the question, is that really true? So anything that came up for me, I thought, is that really true? Is that really true that I'm only an average student? Is that really true that I can't play an instrument? Or is that just something that was told to me? And then I just stepped into it. I didn't, I, I, I did a lot of meditating. I had a lot of therapy. I had a lot of different tools at my disposal. So I didn't just do one thing, but that was my big question. It was, is that really true? I had to almost question, would that make sense, Lindsay? Am I questioning my self-conscious? Was that what I was doing? <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, basically, once the, once the subconscious patterns and programs become the awareness of the conscious mind, you can't help but really ask the question, right? Like, where did this come from? Do I want to keep carrying it with me? Is that really true? And once you begin asking those questions, you know, knowledge is power. And the acknowledgement that some of this stuff might be holding you back, and good for you, by the way. I mean, what a turnaround. Look at you. That is amazing to have such a tumultuous experience as a child like you can never do anything right oh my goodness oh my goodness like I have kids I cannot imagine just telling them like just go for the sea dude you're not going to get any better like yeah absolutely so she still does it so my my, my mom is hilarious she'll say what's wrong with being average why can't you just be average she always says that to me I'm like oh mom so no I have a different way of handling her but yeah that that is absolutely a learned behavior that she learned. And she never mm-hmm. she never thought or, or had the desire to ask the question about expanding her awareness beyond average, beyond what she was told and beyond her experience, right? But you did. You had the thought of like, what if I could be different? What if I could be better? What if I could move past this? And you mm-hmm. did it. Look at that. Yes. Yes. So I think, but I think that that's where a lot of people are. I think a lot of people are stuck in. So that's what happens with our resolutions. That's what happens with our intentions. That's what happens with all. I see it so much with my clients. Like I want to help them so bad. And I know you guys are in that space too of just helping and really wanting to empower people. Yes. So I know that we're all in a space of really wanting to empower people. So this question I want to ask is to both of you guys, and you guys can just answer it individually, is why do you think, why, and I really think this is important to ask, is why resolutions, why don't they stick? Lindsay, go ahead, and then I'll chime in after. Oh, okay. I'll go ahead. So the main reason I think is when we make the intention, and this goes for any time of the year with manifesting, but especially with resolutions, is you're it takes time to think of the perfect resolution, right? So we're like, we're not just flinging resolutions into the air. We're really spending time and thinking about what do I want to feel this year? Where do I want to go this year? So your intention has all these fluffy, warm, fuzzy feelings attached to it at first. And then the new year starts. And it's, I don't know if it's a coincidence, but it's definitely uh, has a lot to do with the fact that um, the first of the year isn't it like the first week of january is the most depressing week of the whole year like that's just like a fact throughout the country because we get back to work we get back to like daily life we get back to the way things were before the warm and fuzzy feelings of the holidays and being together you know with family and all that stuff we get back to normal and a lot of those feelings taper off especially for those like you and me um, I believe you said earlier in the show that you were super impatient and you like things right away. I'm the same way. <laughs> so like when I think of something that I want to do and it doesn't happen like immediately, I get frustrated. And I think a lot of people are like that when you have to like check in with yourself and remind yourself that it is a process, along the timing. And do I really want this thing to have the legs to carry me through its completion? A lot of times we lose, we lose the stamina, we lose the, the, the steam going towards the goal, and it's just like, well, maybe next year. But this one is important. I just want to put it out there because this is the end of a freaking decade. So if you're making resolutions, this is the one to stick to for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And what, what are your thoughts about that, Kelsey? Like, why don't you think that 
why don't you think that they like stick? Yeah, I think that the way that we approach resolutions is from the outside in. And so it's not sustainable. And also like willpower and motivation can only take you so far um, because mm-hmm. eventually it's just not, not um, a constant flow, right? Like some days you feel super inspired and motivated and the next day you don't. It's not a consistent thing that you can rely on. So it can only take you so far. And I think the missing piece in all of this is coming into alignment with what you want um, from the inside. So like, let's say, for example, it's my intention to, this is not my actual intention, but I'm just giving an example. It's my intention to lose X amount of pounds. Okay, so that's a good place to start. Let's go deeper and ask why. Why, mm-hmm. how do you think you're going to feel once you lose 10 pounds? Um, when I lose the X amount of weight, I feel like I'm going to feel sexier and more confident and whatever. Okay, so right now you're not feeling that sexy or that confident. That's where you want to focus, not on losing the weight because Mm -hmm. that's just a byproduct. Everyone's just trying to manifest in a super indirect way where they want these circumstances to happen in a certain way so that they can feel how they want to feel. But what's stopping you right now from feeling how you want to feel? It could just be your belief that you can't feel that way without that thing or there could be more work to do. Maybe you've been traumatizing your childhood and that's holding you back in a lot of ways. Maybe um, your programming is not working with you, like how Lindsay was talking about earlier. Maybe um, you've never seen someone be successful at what you're trying to do, so you don't believe it's possible at all. Um, there's so many ways that resistance can show up, um, and it's really about being a like resistance explorer and being like, where is my mm-hmm. resistance? To how I want to feel and what do I need to do to become the person who would naturally do or have those things that I want to do and have. It's not about changing your life. It's about changing yourself. And most people aren't willing to do the work that it takes to change themselves because it can be very uncomfortable and very confrontational. Absolutely. And I mean, so because what we're really looking for instead of the, because I do a lot of work around um, weight loss and stuff like that is we're really looking for fulfillment and happiness and contentment and peacefulness, right? And it's not found in the 10 pounds. Do you know that, um, and I always think of like willpower as white knuckling it. If you like really like squeeze your hands together and fist and you're like, like you're never going to get, you might be able to lose 10 pounds, 20 pounds, a hundred pounds. I've seen people lose hundreds of pounds that way. And then six months later, gain it all back because it's not, it's not about the weight. It's not about, about the cupcake. You don't, you're not heavier than me or have all this weight to lose because you like cupcakes better than me. That's crap. That's not true. That's not it. You're using, you're using that for something else, but we, I could go into that all day long because that's my thing. But my point about that, the whole idea of like this willpower and when you said like the resolution, because that's a huge one is the weight loss thing, right? I'm going to get a lot more members at my gym during that period of time. But always like I had a, one time I had a client, um, he lost 180 pounds over a course of about five years we worked together and he got down to like he had like 20 more pounds to to like lose with his goal weight and he he just looked at me and he goes I've been chasing this for so long and he said after I lose this 10 20 pounds he just was like Kelly then what he goes yeah he just broke into tears and I broke into tears this was many, many years ago, and it, it kind of actually was a shift for me. And as a trainer and as a coach, a lot of things have shifted for me in the last 10 or so years to more intuitive um, ways of eating and things like that. So it shifted, and I was like, because it was never about that. It was never about it. I struggled a lot with my weight. Um, I'm about five foot eight, and at one point I got down to about 110 pounds because I thought that this was beautiful and what I was supposed to be. This was many years ago. But it, once I got to that weight, then it was, how do I hold on to this? Oh, maybe I should get down to 108. It was never about that. It was never about the weight. It was never about the, how much I weighed, the 110 pounds, just like it wasn't for him. We were trying to feel something. We were searching for something, just like when you buy a new car. Just like it's the whole point of my show, already enough. You already are enough. If you go in, if you go in, you already are all the things you want to be. Nothing outside of you is going to get 
you there. I always say to people, you're judging your insides by other people's outsides. You're on Instagram looking at these beautiful pictures of this and this and this person did this and this person did this. That's all shit to me because you have absolutely no idea what's going on inside themselves. You know that you're feeling shitty today and that you want to, so it is, and I think it goes all along with those resolutions because when we do, we go on, and I want to talk about this. I have to go, sorry guys, I have to do a quick break, but when we come back, I want to ask you guys about how you feel about the people that we should be surrounding ourselves with and the things that we take in, whether it be social media or the toxic, like the, the toxic and the environments that we create for ourselves. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to ask you guys about that. Thanks. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Kelly Backer offers one-on-one life and health coaching and personal training by phone, over Skype, and in person. Visit corebootcamps.com to find out more about Kelly and these programs. No matter your age, gender, fitness level, or goals, Kelly and her team of certified trainers are here to ensure that you become the best version of you. They can even come to your home or work, and group weight loss programs and classes are also available. Find us on the web at corebootcamps.com. That's K-O-R-E bootcamps.com. If you're in Baltimore or Hartford County, Maryland, you can check out the Core Bootcamp Studio and take advantage of our fitness classes. Led by Kelly Backer and her team of fitness professionals, we offer on-site weight loss programs, challenges, and classes including spin, sculpt, strength, yoga, and the popular full bootcamp. If you're a fitness beginner or at a top level, we already have a class that fits your style. For more information, visit corebootcamps.com or call us in Maryland at 443-640-5274. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. You are listening to Already Enough with Kelly Backer. To reach the show today, you may call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feel free to also send an email to kellysbootcamps at gmail.com. Let's get back to Already Enough. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Already Enough. We are talking with Kelsey, Aida, and Lindsay Robinson today, and we are talking all about how to manifest what we want for 2020, but also just beyond that, um, and how to do that in a great way. Instead of we were kind of just talking about like having willpower and 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 things like that, but how to really have it, allow it to happen, and how we have to kind of go inside ourselves and not out side of ourselves to, to do that. So what I wanted to ask you guys about is the things, I feel like this is super important, at least it is for me. I'm very cautious with my own self of the things that I'm consuming, if that makes sense. Like, And everyone thinks I'm talking about just like the foods I eat and stuff like that. But I'm talking about like the environments that I'm in and the things that I follow on social media. And I feel like that has why I feel like that has a lot to do with what we manifest because I think sometimes, like when it comes to that, like the impatience stuff, like I'll see somebody, I'll be like, oh my gosh, you know, they got that and oh, I want that and they got it so fast and like and then I feel bad for myself and then now I'm, you know, what I mean, like it's interesting to me. I don't know how you guys feel about that or if you feel like that that's important. Yeah, it is definitely super important. I would say the best rule of thumb is this. Because I've done it too. I know a lot of people, it's such a natural thing. If you're, let's just use Instagram because I think that's the biggest culprit of the comparisonitis, whatever, (laughs) where you're looking at other people's stuff all day and just being like, why isn't that me? Um, the, The rule of thumb is this. If you're looking at someone's profile to get inspired, 
and if it makes you feel excited for the day that you can get to that level, then it's safe, right? Because it gives you those Mm -hmm. feelings that you're going for. But if you're looking at it and it's making you feel jealous or it's making you feel black or it's making you feel like you're not good enough, delete it so fast. Just delete it. Mm -hmm. You will not even think about it the second it's gone. But what it's doing to you while you're looking at it and feeling not enough is it's creating more resistance. It's creating more of this feeling of swimming upstream versus just letting the current kind of let you flow into all the goodness that's waiting for you. It's, it's not good. It's, there's nothing good about it. It's not helping you. It's actually creating a longer, more arduous journey for you um, because you're not, you're not magnetizing the feelings that you're trying to create. Mm, I like that. I really like that. Um, yeah. Chelsea, yeah. I, mean, I think, go ahead. What is Chelsea? Kelsey. I'm right here. Oh, you said my name? <laughs> I didn't realize. Yeah. Yes, we're talking. Maybe it's not going to be a time in my two cents. Okay. So yes. What are your thoughts about this? The more that you love yourself, the more you're going to care about how you feel. And that is going to translate into what you're talking about, which is, putting yourself in situations that feel good and consciously not putting yourself in situations or consuming content that's going to make you feel bad, especially about yourself. And so if you're someone who does love yourself to some degree, you're going to want to feel good and prioritize that. But if you feel like, oh, I wish I could feel good, but I just always do self-sabotaging things that make me feel bad, then that's just where you're at right now and that's okay. The goal is not to force yourself to put yourself in better situations, it's the new question is, how can I love myself more? What do I need to do that is self-loving? What would someone who loves themselves do? Would someone who loves themselves go on social media and compare themselves to someone who has a completely different life than them and then that makes them feel shitty? No, because people who love themselves prioritize feeling good. So they're going to protect themselves. They're going to look out for themselves. They're going to cultivate good feelings. They're going to avoid abusive people. Um, everything in your life changes for the better when you practice self-love. So I would say this all comes back down to not necessarily the environments and the situations and stuff, because that's all a side um, benefit of loving yourself. Mm -hmm. So really it's more a conversation of how can I love myself to the best of my ability. And that can be sometimes really challenging for people, especially when they're coming out of like – like an emo, I mean, an emotional abuse or physical abuse or some kind of an abusive situation, like we kind of talked about before, even in my life, um, it can be. It to me, it was um, how I got there. I feel like was just like one, sometimes one moment at a time, one day yeah. at a time. Yeah, yeah, it was just very yeah, simple. Yeah, it's a practice. It's a practice for sure. And even though it's, like, really hard when you've just come out of, like, an abusive relationship, for example, that's also, like, the best opportune moment to start doing it. It's an opportunity, Mm -hmm. an invitation to love yourself more. When you have relationships in your life where people are reflecting to you the inner parts of you that don't love yourself, because this is the law of attraction, this is actually why the law of attraction is so brilliant, but also so frustrating, because it will show you a 360 degree view of what you've got going on inside. So if people are bullying you, there's a chance that there's a part of you that bullies yourself. If people are critical of you, there's a chance that there's a part of you that's critical to yourself. So when you go inwards, you turn inside and you fix the relationships with between yourself with yourself, that's when your outer relationships can start to change. So when you started loving yourself more, your relationship with your mom really changed. It's different now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of, um, during this, during the process, and I think this, when we're, it's interesting when we're talking about manifesting things and it it's so funny how I think if someone's listening to this show right now, they're thinking, gosh, I just wanted to know how to lose 10, pay, 10 pounds. These girls are going, you know, really heavy. Um, but it's funny because it's really, um, it's so important, the things that we're talking about. And I feel like a lot of the things when I went inward, I think for me, it was all like the whole like going back to like I needed to be under 10 pounds and I need blah, 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 all very distracting things from really what I wanted, which was 
probably a lot of more self-love, right? I felt like I needed to do, I did a lot of things when it came to gratitude. Like I became very thankful, like for silly things, like this is so silly, but this is what I would do. Instead of like, after I threw away my scale numerous times and all this other good stuff, I became just very, like I had these moments where I was like, I'm just really grateful that I have my sight to see. I'm very grateful that I have my legs that allowed me to move today. I'm so grateful. Like I just started to take a different perspective instead of being hard on myself. Like you didn't do 300 push-ups today. You only did a hundred push-ups. I mean, these are the idiotic things I would think, or you haven't got, I mean, people could say, I mean, I'm making that up because that's, I'm in the fitness arena, but you could say that about a lot of things, right? When we're kind of reach, trying to reach our goals or trying to manifest the things that we want if it falls short, we can be really hard on ourselves. Instead of just in seeing it as a journey, I always see like my relationship with food and body or really my relationship with anything. I try to see it as like a journey and just as like almost like an experiment. Like where can I get curious about this? I'll get curious about this, get curious about this and just kind of relax into it instead of, again, that willpower, like holding so tightly to it. I got to get this. I got to manifest this. It needs to happen by, you know, December of 2020, or I'm going to be like, instead of like that, you're not going to get, you're not going to get the feeling you want to feel like we talked about in that state. You have to like, it. like we kind of talked about If you could just settle in, become more self-aware, but we can do, we can go inward, I think, when we offer up ourselves a place of self-love and gratitude. Yeah, and gratitude is such a powerful tool, and to tie it into the self-love aspect, because that's like my big spiel these days, is switching my focus from manifesting to self-love, because I feel like when you love yourself, manifestation becomes like a billion times more easy, is that... The thing is, when you practice the art of self-love, a lot of it has to do with being grateful for all of who you are, even the parts that you don't necessarily like or, um, let me just give an example because it's going to be hard to explain without one. Uh, I am a perfectionist, as is Lindsay, probably you are too, since we're all here on this call together. And so that can lead to being really hard on yourself, right? And so you look at this part of yourself and you're like, oh, I hate that I'm a perfectionist. It makes me so hard on myself, blah, blah, blah. But what if you took a new approach, a gratitude approach, and you were like, how has this perfectionist part of me helped me in my life? Well, it helps me to do a really great job of everything I do. It helps to put a fire under my ass. It helps other people to like me because I do a great job. It does all these things. And then you can be like, wow, I'm actually grateful for my perfectionist part of me, even though I used to not like it. Now I'm grateful for it. That's self-love. Now you're not in resistance to yourself. Now new things can start showing up in your life. Mm, That's good. I really like that. I really like that. I think that's helpful to a lot of people. Such a, it's such a difficult, um, it is, it's all about like the more that it is, it's, I mean, it's such a, I try not to like pour like rainbows and butterflies down, <laughs> down people's throats a little bit. Cause I don't want to think, well, <laughs> if you just love yourself and everything's great, it's going to happen to you. But I liked how you kind of switched it into it's, it's really just about even turning something that you don't like about yourself, being grateful for, because not everything is bad, right? Like there's the part of yourself that you may want to work on and that you may not like. It's not all bad. It's not black and white. It's There's a little bit of a gray area. Like, yes, like for example, when I was growing up, I was very angry. I was extremely angry. I didn't cry for four years. Not kidding you. There'd be like a sad movie. Like someone could have like probably like an animal could have probably just died in front of me. And I would not have cried. It was like alligator skin. It was just the way that I grew up. But it was interesting because now looking back on it, I can I can almost love that anger because that anger was allowed me to get out of the home that I was in. It was allowed me yeah, to leave right. at ni- 19 years old. It was allowed me to survive and it's allowed me to be the person I am today. So it was almost like Yes, that anger, and now I had to realize that the anger didn't no longer served its purpose and it was hurting me rather than helping me at a certain point, right? But I can learn to appreciate it. I can learn to be grateful for it because it did help me. 
Yeah, that's exactly that's, what I'm talking about. Because it's easy to love the parts of yourself that are, like, amazing and everyone approves of, but it's harder to love the parts of you that you've disowned or you don't approve of or you think are shameful. But when you find why it's there in the first place, like you said, your anger helps you to get out. It helps you to survive. All of our parts that we think are bad, they all have a valid reason for existing, and it's usually a coping mechanism that helps you to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. A, a, good, a good thing that you could actually start trying if, like, for a long time it was really hard for me to listen to my emotions rather than stuff them down because who needs, who's got time for that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. when you start to really examine what is this emotion telling? What what does this emotion need from me? What does it need? Because like Kelsey said, nothing is going to show up for you without a purpose or a reason. If you're feeling a certain way about something, that is a signal going off in your mind and body that something needs to shift or change or you need to pay attention because it's just going to get louder and louder. And just like, you know, I have many situations in my life where the feeling just got louder and louder until I had to move. I had to do something about it. And I did. And I'm always going to be grateful for that. But it's like, if you turn inward before the explosion happens, you know, that's just an expression. But if you turn inward before that happens, and you really kind of flesh out, what does it need? What is what am I missing here? And what can I what can I do for this feeling? What can I give it in order for it to be healed or be mended? And for me to get the message, because it's always just a signal that you need to get a message. Yes. I 100% agree. I think people, again, I'm going to go back to weight and body because that's what I do for a living, but because I'm being a health coach and a trainer, but I think sometimes people think, oh, I just hate this fat on my body. I hate all this fat on my body. And I ask them, what is it trying to say? What it, what can you learn from this? What is it trying yeah. to teach you? Because it's here is your teacher. It's not something you need to be angry about. It's just, it's just, it's there to kind of, it's like a little, dun, 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 dun. hey, hey, listen to me. Like whenever my hey, stuff attention. comes, hey, yeah, like whenever my stuff comes up with food or being a perfectionist or, or I always, I have to take a step back and be like, okay wait a second here, all this stuff is coming up for me. So it's interesting. I, I love, I love, we don't have very much longer in the show, but I just want to say to you guys that I appreciate you coming on. I feel like everyone who's been listening today, I'm sure that they took a lot from it and they got a lot from it. And I hope that they will listen to you guys' show. So it's high vibing it. What's the, what time are you guys on? When's your live show? 1 p.m. Pacific time on the Empowerment Channel on Voice America. Oh, awesome. Awesome. So you everyone, everybody to tune in and listen to their show. And I'm sure as we um, all kind of go through 2020, we'll, all of the conversations that we'll have will be helpful to help people manifest the things that they want. And, and I'm, just, I'm just so grateful that you guys could come on today. Thank you for, for being here. Yeah, Thanks for having us. So Thank you. I just wanted to say to everybody listening is that we just kind of close out the show today. I just want, I want that everyone just to th- take a second, maybe only for a moment and just kind of realize that you're already enough as you are all the messiness and the beautiful parts and the parts that may feel broken. Just realizing that nothing outside of yourself can fix your insides because you aren't broken. And I just want to wish everybody a very happy start to your new year and I'll see you next Friday. Thank you for listening to Already Enough. You can join Kelly Backard again for another edition next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we speak again, what can you let go of this week to realize you are already enough?